hooked up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. I'm getting loved up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Well, I'm loved up, but I'm okay. It's gonna get loved up anyway. You better call back the pasta. Just getting loved up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Getting loved up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Rocker Mike and Rob Presents. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Park Dental Care in Richmond Hill, Queens. Rob, what do you think of them? Oh, they're damn good. Look at these teeth. They <laughs> do a great job, man. You can have a pretty smile just like me that your mama can still kiss even to today. It, it, it makes your face made for radio even better. Yeah. <laughs> Park Dental Care. They don't hurt, and they take all insurances. All right, everybody. We are on uh, Rocker Mike and Rob Presents episode once again, and we have a very special two guests tonight, uh, the Penetrators, Syracuse's own The Penetrators. All right. Yeah. We got Jack on the bottom right, and we've got Spike, also known as Elliot, on the bottom left. We'll call you Spike for tonight, okay? Excellent. <laughs> all right. And uh, – I'm really happy to have you guys on. This has been in the making for a couple of months now. Um, you guys have been around for a long time. And uh, since basically the mid-70s, 76 with the punk scene, yeah. uh, you guys came up through that. But you guys have been friends since like eighth grade, I understand. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, since the eighth grade. Uh, 68. Uh, 1968 we shared a, a music class together ironically right and I, I i didn't know elliot but uh people were encouraged to bring in their favorite albums for a listening day in the music class you know wow what'd you bring in i brought in yeah. between the buttons Stones. and elliot brought in beggar's banquet as i recall uh-oh and uh, by the end of the class, uh, we were buddies. <laughs> and everybody in the class was going, whoo, 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 whoo. <laughs> My sympathy for the devil, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's great. That's great. Uh, Elliot and Jack, you're both from Syracuse originally? Is that correct? Well, uh, that area? I was born in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Oh. And... Uh, I actually lived uh, not too far from you guys. I was in White Plains, New York for a couple of years, and then pretty much then Syracuse. What about you, Elliot? Uh, yeah, I was born outside of the country. We moved around the country a bit and, uh, you know, eventually ended up in the Syracuse area for the, you know, 20, 30 years uh, in, in uh, you know, the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So. Okay. So what was the uh, what was the impetus for you guys to start a band? What 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 made you decide to do that? You know, um, we're meeting in the eighth grade and we're hanging out in ninth and tenth. And to be honest, at that point we were not thinking in terms of being in a band or starting a band 
we had this idea in our head way back then of making tapes, making music in Elliot's home studio. Okay. And the big, big goal, and we, we believed it way back then, was to, quote, get played on the radio. We were just enamored with getting played on the radio. That's what meant everything. It, it did back then, that's for sure. And as time went on, uh, then we got into the band, and then we got into the penetrators and whatnot. But uh, the earliest, the earliest driving force was to, uh, <laughs> we had no idea how we were going to do it, but to get played on the radio. Yeah, yeah. And and half of the fun back then was just you know playing down in the basement uh, in my folks' basement. And, and Jack would be there on the vocals. I'd be playing the guitar and we'd be recording or I'd record and then have him do the vocals later on. But yeah, half of the fun was just, you know, messing around with the, the analog tape recorders that uh, we used to use back then, you know, reel to reels, if you will. Now, you guys, I know we're going to we're going to talk a little, in a little while about some of the new stuff you have coming out uh, that you've been working on. But back then, um, you know, did you did you think you were going to last this long, or really just was get on the radio and call it a day, or what were you thinking, like a career? Well, I think we knew we'd always be friends. We we got along very well, but yeah. uh, no, we didn't. I don't know, LA. Did you really project so far ahead with the music business? Uh, all I know is I, you know, really wanted to make it in the music industry at one point, and. Uh, you know, it's been a long and torturous path, to say the least. But, uh, you know, I mean, the fact that we've been in the industry this long, you know, maybe shows that we've got something to say. I, I would I would say so. We've been doing yeah. it for over 40 years. Yeah, that's a long time since, um, what was it, 1976? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. when we recorded our first uh, track Single. that we released. Yep. And right. we released a few years later. Um, right. Now... Most people that know you guys, and I'll tell you how I got familiar with you, was was the uh, the album um, uh, Kings of Basement Rock, okay, which is still I think one of the best of the genre. Okay, I mean you guys. Before we talk about that record, um, you guys kind of fit in different categories, but at the same time you don't fit in any category. You kind of like garage rock, punk rock, kind of mix it of both. All just I just call it rock and roll. I, you know, if it's good, I call it rock and roll. I'm sure you'll agree, right? Yeah, but a lot of people call them a garage band. They're very like, and if you look at the catalog, they're garage band, but they also got them in punk. So it's like and proto punk. Don't proto punk. Proto punk. Yeah. So yeah. we get thrown in with the Ramones and Iggy Pop and those guys, the Velvet Underground. Yeah. And I'd say our revolution. Uh, you know, it's been along uh, the Velvet Underground, Lou Reed uh, train of uh, evolution, if you will. Sure. Our first stuff, you know, was very much like that early Velvet Underground stuff uh, and, and very much garagey. And, um, you know, as, as we've progressed, uh, we've taken on some more uh, professional edges that uh, some would say that uh, Lou Reed later took on in his career on the rock and roll animal uh, approach that he took. So, sure. yeah, we've been uh, evolving uh, quite a bit over the last uh, 20, 40 years or so. I, I would say so. I'd say you've gone in a more 
hard rock direction. Okay. Um, I did check out the two tracks you sent me. Um, that was Treat You Right and Time Is Mine, the Sonny Vincent cover. And uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, I mean, that stuff is different than what you did, you know, Basement Rock album. You know, that one. I would say it's a different kind of sound. But it's all good. I mean, it is an evolution. And I, I see the process that you guys have. Um, let's talk a little bit about Kings of Basement Rock. What do you remember about recording that record? Oh, great, great sessions that we had. Um, mm -hmm. You know, basically, I would do the uh, rhythm tracks, and then I would have Jack come over and uh, do the lead vocals. That uh, was the very first session in August of uh, 76. Uh, you know, and we'd always have plenty of iced tea uh, before... Uh, going into the studio because that was my beverage of choice at the time. Right. Jack likes to talk about that. I mean, we got some lyrics where he's talking about me stirring the tea and writing. Stirring the, the tea. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I always thought you were talking about something a little different. <laughs> yeah, people wonder about that, don't they? Jeez, that, that's really taking stirring on a whole new tone this latest era here. So, but when yeah, you we, hear tea, uh, you think something else. That's funny. Exactly. So yeah. we. Uh, you know, basically just singing our hearts out in the basement. Uh, you know, we that, that first session, we did uh, It's My Life by the Animals, and right. then we did uh, Gotta Have Her. So, um, yeah, those were the first two songs that we committed to tape as the, the penetrators, if you now, will. Jack, yeah. I think that uh, I think you said that Eric Burden is, is like one of your favorite singers or your favorite singer. Eric Burden is my number one favorite singer. From the animals. It's not, yeah. I thought of that with the It's My Life cover you just mentioned, Elliot. For sure. Uh, Eric, uh, you know, I, I like several singers a lot. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, meet him in Lowell, Massachusetts. I got his autograph there. I got to hang with him around five minutes. And cool. uh, I've seen him three times. And... Uh, now he's my he's my guy. And, I would uh, say if yeah. if I had to pick as far as like voices, male voices of the sixties, it would it would be a toss up between him and Jagger. There you go. You know, you go. I, I, it depends on the day of the week, but either either one of them, I would yeah. I would say are probably the best. The uh, Eggman. <laughs> I, I would agree. The Eggman, exactly. You know that you know that story. Yeah. You know that story. Eric Burden is the Eggman in I Am the Walrus. Right. Uh, yeah. you, you know that story. Okay. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you know it, Elliot, the story? Uh, that's the first I've heard it. You know, I, I thought I'd heard all these Beatles. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll tell you. You want me to tell it, Jack? I'll tell it. Um, that's a good story. Tell it. Well, the reason he's called the Eggman is one day, he uh, one evening, he took a, a very beautiful Jamaican lady home. Okay, and in the morning, she was cooking him eggs. He woke up and she was cooking him eggs in the kitchen. And he came in and and romantically came up behind her, and she turned around and broke eggs on him and had her own breakfast. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he told this story to John Lennon. Eric, Eric tells it to John Lennon and Lennon cracks up and he's like, 
from now on, you're the Eggman. And that's that's why he's mentioned in that song. That's it. That's it. Great story. Yeah, yeah. I've told it maybe two or three times on the show, but it's a good one. So I only heard that like a year ago myself. <laughs> and I forget where. But uh, good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah. What I want to ask you guys is um, you know, what are some of the biggest differences? I'll 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 let Spike answer this. What what are some of the biggest differences recording then and recording now? Other than just the, the fact things are digital and you could be in different places, but how do you feel about the process now compared to then? Uh, I, I like the process now a lot better because uh, I used to have to make sure everything was perfect. Uh, you know, if I didn't get it right or the volume was screwed up and, and yeah, tape would uh, lose uh, fidelity, would lose uh, treble and would lose volume as you ran it over and over. I'd have to be meticulous about cleaning the tape heads every, uh, you know, take or two. And if I knew that I was going to do a good take, then I made sure to clean the tape heads right before I did the take. So right. uh, you don't have to worry about the tape heads being clean, you know, with all this digital stuff. So, yeah, it, it makes life a lot easier and you, you can pack more um, tracks on, on you know, a, a song. Um, you can also... Uh, not have to worry about the loss of uh, sound quality because bouncing back and forth between tape recorders. I mean, th this is how Phil Spector did it back in the yeah. 60s, you know, basically running running a track and, and then re recording on another tape recorder at the same time as as you were, you know, listening to the what was on the previous tape recorder. That, that was, uh, you know, the earliest part. I mean, we, we evolved from two stereo tape recorders to a four track and a two track eventually it got the first eight track in the early 80s and uh you know went to dat in the 80s and 90s and then found uh, actually really got into dat in the 2000s uh, picking up a whole bunch of used ones from other people yeah and, uh you know tying in the computer with an optical link to those dat machines controlling all three of them at once and, uh, you know, doing our first 24-track uh, recording uh, in the early 2000s. But, uh, yeah, th there was a certain spontaneity that was fun, you know, with the, working with those reel-to-reel -reel tapes. Uh, yeah, it, you really had to be on top of your game and make sure everything was perfect or, or you could live with whatever the take was at the time. So, yeah, it was very different, to say the least. Now, um, one guy that I'm, I'm in touch with a lot that I think is great is uh, Greg Prevost. He was the singer to the Chesterfield Kings, oh, kind of yeah. up in your, your neck of the woods, Rochester. You guys yeah. are familiar with him, right? We know Greg, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Greg is, Greg's a good guy. Um, one thing that he does is he, he, he looks to record in a more primitive way. He tries to find studios that have, you know, older kind of equipment, Okay, I know Jack Jack White from the White Stripes records that way too, uh, just to get some of what, what used to get bleed over, right? Sometimes with the older equipment, and to get that more older sound, people are actually looking for studios like this. They they're rejecting all this new stuff. 
which is interesting. I mean, it, to me, I think it's interesting to record a record that way now compared to, you know, doing it the, the easy way. But uh, I guess got, it's, Yeah, they got plugins that'll let you simulate that stuff too, which... Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> if if you really want to, you know, sound analog, you know, they they've got tape simulators. Uh, yeah, they've got all that stuff now. Because uh, yeah, everybody wants to have that authentic sound of uh, that that previous bygone era. So yeah, that's uh, one definitely. thing uh, to keep in mind as far as these new recordings go. Uh, Elliot lives in Boston. And I live here in Syracuse. And uh, Mike, I talked to you the other day about my, you know, Mark Doyle. He lives in yeah. Syracuse too. Yep. And uh, basically, yep. Elliot's able to lay down drums, bass, guitars, vocals, whatever, in Boston, and uh, just ships it over to ships it over right to you, Doyle Studio, and. Uh, yeah, I call it pre-production. <laughs> cool, cool. And uh, you know, we're getting some, we're getting some great sound, and it's empowering us geographically to to get all this done. Uh, you know, we uh, at least at this juncture of things, uh, that helps us to actually make all this happen. Still. Okay. All right. I'd like to take a short commercial break, pay some bills, and we'll be right back in a minute with Jack and Spike from the Penetrators. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rocker Mike and Rob present show. We've got Jack and Spike from the Penetrators. We were talking about their 45-year career that they've had, and we're going to talk about some new stuff. Now, you mentioned before the break, Jack, um, Mark Doyle, your collaboration with him. Uh, for those who don't know, I, I, I honestly, when I think of Mark Doyle, I know he's been around with a lot of people. He's worked with you know, Brian Adams and Meatloaf and, and uh, Judy Collins and, you know, very diverse group of people. But he was in a band in the early 70s called Juke and Bone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. That, that it's funny that I, you know, when you told me that he was 
collaborating with you. I, I, I had it in the back of my head and I couldn't remember the name of the band. And I looked it up and they had two records in the, in the early seventies that came out that uh, one was called whiskey woman and one called way down East. And uh, I think way down East is the better one out of the two, just my opinion. But cream magazine years ago had talked about these saying that they were like two of the seminal records of the, of the early seventies that everybody needed, needed to hit. So this is a guy who's been around for 50 years. He was a teenager when he made those records, right? Exactly. He, he's yeah. got a few years on us, so it's kind of nice to have someone who's, you know, a senior figure. I mean, if you can think of someone even older than us. <laughs> well, I, I'm so glad you, you brought up Juke and Bone, and I'm so glad you brought up their two albums, but I can't overemphasize how big an influence they were really on us and virtually everybody in the central new york era uh they were the band they were on the national label rca right uh i'm sure they would agree uh joe whiting the singer and mark doyle uh you know, yeah, we can't say enough for those guys. We can't say uh, enough. They, went they, they be, helped uh, us uh, at some very crucial times right, in our early right, uh, uh, right. history of performing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, they were supporters, uh, you know, even back in the 70s uh, for for just making sure that our... I love, you guys. I, love I, I play those, to this day, I play those two albums all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we... I see Mark every now and then. I keep in touch with Joe. Uh, they were a big influence on us and, and everybody in the area. That's for sure. I'm so glad uh, you, you dug that up, Mike. Yeah, every, everybody should check them out. They're an interesting band and, and oh, yeah. around only for a short time, really, just you know, around 72, 73, right? Uh, yeah, like four or five years uh they, mm -hmm. they continued after for a short period of time but basically uh they they used to be called free will and then they turned into juke and bone and mm -hmm. um you know then they went their separate ways and had solo bands but they they still get together for uh you know reunions and stuff and and they're very big in the uh, central new york area uh is is uh life. is mark I playing guitar for you or I'm one sorry. Quick note, one quick note. I sent mm -hmm. you uh, Time is Mine by Sonny Vincent. Yes. But I also sent you a second song called Treat You Right. Treat You Right. I dug both of them. While we're on the topic, Treat You Right was, you know, a free, a free will song. Free Will was the name of Juke and Bone before, before RCA uh, changed it to Juke and Bone. But, uh, you know, with Mark's blessing and everything, we covered uh, Treat You Right from the old Free Will tapes. So, you know, we just love those guys. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Not at all, not at all. I was going to ask, what you know, what the, the collaboration with, with Mark, is is he just playing guitar? Is he producing too? What is, what is uh, he Mark, doing? Mark has a very big uh, input, actually. Uh, we've been working with him since uh, 2000 as, as an actual, you know, co collaborator on our recordings. 
you know, 2000 was the first session. We released Bad Woman in 2008 with him all over it. Right. Uh, Car especially. And, and as we've worked with him more and more, he's uh, taken on more of a, a co-producer uh, uh, aspect also. So he, he does the leads. Uh, we're using his studio. He records uh, Jack's vocals and, and his lead guitars. And um, basically, uh, you know, I, I consider him, uh, I'm the producer and he's my co-producer. He's my uh, eyes and ears in that studio when I'm not there. So it's been a great working relationship to, to work with him. So sounds like it. Sounds like it. Actually, we should contact Mark. Maybe you'd want to be on the podcast sometime too. Oh, Interesting loves. man. What do <laughs> yeah. you think, Rob? Well, I'll, I'll send yeah, you his, his email after the show. How's that? That would be great. That would be great. So, visited like twice, right, on the show so far? Who, Sonny? Yeah. Yeah, Sonny we've had on uh, two or three times. I think twice. Oh, yeah. I think twice. Yeah, I think twice. And speaking of Sonny, I just want to give him a oh, shout yeah. out because I'm wearing a shirt that he just sent me today in the mail. Excellent. Uh, he's got a he's got a bunch of swag. I'll just give him a shout out quick. <laughs> Get this, okay? And he's give it a keychain, even a Sonny Vincent keychain. How cool is that? Okay, oh, seriously okay. cool. Buttons, all kinds of stuff. He sent me stickers. <laughs> so you guys are covering this great Sonny Vincent song. Time is mine. Um, what I wanted to ask you now is um, the live shows. Okay, do you have anything planned coming up? I know COVID put a nix on a lot of things, but do you have a band together to go live? Well, we just the other day we've been having talks, Elliot and I. Uh, I don't, you know, when COVID runs its course there. Uh, yeah, we want to put we want to put a band together. Uh, basically, uh, our idea of a band, so long as Jack's doing the singing, and Elliot's on guitar. It's the Penetrators, and yep. whoever uh, whoever we can get at that point, uh, uh, that's who we run with. And, and a lot of times, uh, we'll get invited into situations where people have a band already, and they'll bring us into town. They'll know the songs, and um, at you know, at the last minute, we'll get up there and do. And do the the tunes with them. Uh, we call that doing the Chuck Berry routine. <laughs> you just pick up people in different towns, right? That kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> and they'll uh, know all our songs, and they'll be fans of ours. So that's what Chuck Berry used to do. He never he never had a band. When he came into town, he made a few calls ahead of time, and people would just love to. They'd line up to play for him. You know? Exactly. Exactly. It's nice when you got you know that kind of loyalty, you can just say, "Hey guys, you, you want to be the band for for our show tonight?" And and they say, "Yeah, we'd love it." And with, with Chuck, it was about not having to pay him too much either. <laughs> uh, generally not. Funny. So, um, <clears throat> why did you pick uh, these two tracks? Is it just your your you know? Your, your favorite stuff to do Sonny Vincent, to do Mark, or did you have some others in mind? Do you have any originals coming to, coming out soon? Well, we're looking to put together a 12-song album, and quite honestly, those are the only two covers we're planning. All the rest will be... Oh, 
original. Good. Okay. Oh, nice. uh, I guess, Mike, I sent you those two songs and that, uh, I don't know, I think they both have a lot of potential. They both they both really rock. They're two of the higher level rockers, yeah. per se, that we're doing. And, uh, you know, particularly Time is Mine, in particular, just been blowing people away where whoever hears it and i you know i i i think you know those two songs just have so much potential i i i sent them to you before we even you know knew that we were going to be on your show for sure yeah i remember just just trying to get that music out get those songs out there i believe in them no and and they're great and and i mean in general your your whole collection I mean, I've never heard a bad song from you guys. Okay, yeah, just honestly. Of, songs. No, you know, you got, you got. I mean, "Bad Woman's a good record. Le Legacy. Uh, you got uh, the Basement Anthology. I know that came out in two thousand and five, and Entertainment Weekly gave it like an A plus rating or A minus rating, something like that. Uh, fantastic. That's a national paper that yeah. recognized you guys. National magazine. That, uh that's something that makes us very happy. Yeah. 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 We were very happy to, uh, you know, have that CD come out when it did. Uh, right. John Rice of uh, Swami Records and uh, Rocket from the t the Crypt, I believe it is. Right. It's uh, you know quite quite the uh, helpful uh, uh, thing to have come out. You know, because right about that same time there was a lot of interest in. Uh, garage bands from the 70s and he also put out a cd of the uh, testers uh, or mm -hmm. not just the tested but crime uh, crime yeah that, that was the other one that's about cr right crime about. is crime is one of the one of the best bands from the west coast scene in the 70s uh they don't get a lot of recognition and they didn't really put out a lot of material so it's it's kind of you know when you hear about crime there's just a couple of songs that come in, come to mind but uh, they were one of these bands that should have been a lot bigger, my sure, opinion. Sure, sure. Hey, uh, you, guys definitely. Know, you guys know that Cream Magazine is getting relaunched. You know that, right? I hope I so. I miss them. I miss Lester Bangs, to say the least. Yeah, he was great. He was great. Yeah, Best rock be critic ever. Relaunch. But I don't know if they're going to make a magazine or it's going to be a website, but there is a relaunch. Oh, wow. That's excellent. There was a, a there was a very cool documentary about Cream Magazine that came out maybe about four or five years ago, if I remember right. Oh, and yeah. you know, it, it talked about Lester and and everybody and and the whole how that magazine got started. Uh, you know, I grew up as a kid that I couldn't wait for the next issue to come out. You know, between Cream and Rock Scene, you know in the late seventies when I was getting starting to get into music and, you know, kind of understanding how it all was this one big thing, you know, and, and in the magazines, you know, you'd see what's so great when you look at those old magazines, like, um, like kiss. Okay. They were wearing the makeup, but there would always be pictures of them without the makeup, but their backs turned or something like that. And when you, when you look at these magazines, you go, Wow, that could, that could never happen today. There would there wouldn't be one ma magazine that would go along with that whole shtick of of nobody knowing what they looked like. Somebody would would reveal it, right? Oh today. yeah, of course. You could, you could never do that. 
You know, another uh, magazine I finally remember from that same era was called Trouser Press. Trouser Press, Ira Robbins, right? Was the uh, that was uh, that was great, also. Yeah, there was one magazine. Yes, which we were featured in at Roxine. Yep. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's a I nice think, picture uh, of us right next to G.G. Allen and the Jabbers. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Trouser Press reviewed Teenage Lifestyle. Probably did the single, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, that was a great magazine too. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite magazine covers ever was from okay. Trouser Press. The one with Joey Ramone with the birthday cake, and he's like this with with a fork and a knife. Did you ever see that? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, very cool. The classic cover. I think it was around 83, 84 they had that cover. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, all right. I want to thank you guys for being on. And um, before we go, what's the best way to reach you guys? You have like on social media, email, anything like that you want to give out? Elliot? Uh you know, they just do a search for Spike Penetrator or the Penetrators uh, on Facebook. They'll find us. And, um, yeah, we have an audius.com uh, website that has all the uh, latest tracks from the upcoming uh, CD that uh, we're planning. Uh, there's actually three songs that are originals besides the two songs uh, we've been talking about. So uh, we have five out of uh, six that we've recorded up to now, and we hope to finish the CD sometime soon. But yeah, just do a search for Spike Penetrator or the Penetrators, and you're bound to find us, especially if you know Elliot, the songs. Elliot, what about going to fredrecords.com? www.fredrecords.com, all one word. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, kind of a historical oversight website, and uh, you know. Yeah, they, I got it right here. They got a lot of your information. Exactly. We, uh, we, That's we a got, good site, uh, FredRecords.com. We have a little wiki there, yeah. as well as uh, links to all our releases and our eBay store. I mean, we're all over the place on social media. So. And uh, you know, okay. for people on Facebook, Jack Lipton and Elliot Kagan, uh, you know, love to hear from you. Yeah. Cool, cool. And I just want to tell you guys, when you do get a band together and you you come down to New York, we're gonna we're gonna heck, we're gonna hook you up. We're gonna promote you. We're gonna put it out on all every that you hear. Come see the Penetrators. You can come down to International Bar where Mr. Rossi works. We'll hook you up. We'll have a good time. Well, Excellent. I can't uh, thank you enough. That's a great idea. And in recent years, I I would love to go down. For a weekend, maybe do one night uh, in, in Brooklyn or and then one night in Manhattan or really do it up nice. And we certainly would, would like to work through you guys. Yes, definitely. Definitely. You're more than welcome. So keep in well, touch with us. Great. Let us know what you're doing. All right. Mm -hmm. When this record comes out, we're going to talk about it. I'll review it. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, wow. have you guys back again if you like. Oh, well, you know, anything you want, okay? Hey, That's fantastic. I, just one last word. Uh, I want to thank you again for putting us in touch with Dennis Tuning. Nice. And uh, looks like, uh, sounds to me like he's going to be putting out Time is Mine, our version, right. on, uh, on a new label he's starting. And we just 
found out this afternoon he's also planning on making a video of time oh. is mine. And uh, Mike, without you connecting all the dots, we would have never gotten in touch with him. So thanks okay. there. You're, well, you're very welcome. I'm glad it all worked out. Good job, Mike. Well, maybe I got another career on the verge here. Maybe. <laughs> Let me ask you guys, do you guys have like a day you want the album done by and released? Do you have a date in mind or anything like that? Well, it's well, funny because we're we're uh, you know working every uh, so often on the different stages in the studio, but uh, yeah, hopefully by by the end of the year uh, we should have something for for the people. Definitely. You know, Elliot. Yep. But for things, so we gotta take him into the process a little bit too. Here, he just made a couple new suggestions today, so we'll see where it goes. But. Uh, you know, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get we, it out to you. Yeah. Just All keep right. working at it. Yep. 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 All right, guys. All so right. thank you very much for coming on the Rocker Mike and Rob Presents show. The Penetrators, Jack and Elliot. Thanks thank you so much. Yep. Have a good one. All right. We'll be in touch with you soon. You take care now. Take All care. Right. Yep. Yep. Have a good one, guys. Have a good, good day. Time. Yep.